everybody. It's Sue Bidstrup with the Great Big Yes podcast. Thank you for joining me. I am so glad that you're here. Today is really exciting because I know a lot of you as business owners have had struggles with tech and maybe you've wanted to use video for sales and marketing, but you haven't known how to use video. And today I'm going to introduce you to my friend Lee Midlane, and she's the owner of IT Central, but she is also the creator of the Video Production Academy, which I'm super excited for her to tell you about. And she's just really talented in this area, helping business owners use video and use tech uh, to market and grow their business. So I know you're going to learn a lot from Lee and you're going to love her. She's coming to us all the way from Scotland and here she is. Enjoy. All right. Hi, Lee. How are you? I'm good. Thanks, Sue. How are you? I'm good. I am so excited to have you here on the podcast. You and I have podcasted together before, but the roles were reversed. Absolutely. (laughs) So how do you feel about being the one who is kind of presenting her her stuff today. <laughs> it's something really new for me. This is the first podcast where I've ever been on as a guest. Oh, I love that. All right. So I would love to just kind of start out with just having you introduce yourself and what you do. Okay. So my name is Lee Midlane and I'm based in Northeast Scotland. So nowhere near Sue, and <laughs> which makes for quite interesting time zone differences. Um, My background originally is in the media in television and radio production, but I found myself um, unexpectedly in the IT world when I stepped in and was a manager for somebody else's business. Um, um, Their business closed uh, two years after I stepped in to help. Not, I must add, for anything that I did. Um, (laughs) The business was, was set up really badly to start off with and it wasn't savable. Um, But at the end of that two years, I could see how there was a really big need for um, a responsible um, IT provider that is authentic and has integrity. And so myself and um, one of my colleagues at the time um, decided that we were going to set up IT Central, which is the business that we have now. We've just turned six years old. Awesome. I love it. So wait, um, let's go like, I love the radio and TV thing because I studied radio and TV in college and, um, I never like went into that. Did you go into that field and you were working in that or what did you do with that? I did a little bit. I did some VT editing for a local company and then I was more in the radio side of things. Uh, My background is in, um, sound production and editing primarily so I worked for some different radio stations around northwest England which is where I'm from originally and you may guess this is not a Scottish accent this isn't where I started off Uh, so I was a I was technical I was a tech op and I was an editor and it was that kind of thing but I only did it for a couple of years and then I went into teaching so I started off teaching um Gentlemen of a certain age was where I started off with leisure courses. So because I was teaching video production, I ended up with a group of men that were all 50 plus, which was very funny as a 22 year old female. Oh, which was, my goodness. Yeah, quite an interesting experience. But I went from there and I taught in college for seven years and I taught 16 to 19 year olds. So I, I taught the unruly teenagers. Okay. 
Wow. Well, I love that because you have experience with everyone. And I feel like tech is a thing where you're going to get people of all ages that need help. I mean, the younger people actually know more, a lot more um, than people like I'm in my fifties and I know people my age, we struggle with tech. So. Yeah, you'd be surprised though. There's some young people that struggle with it as well. And yeah. we've got some octogenarian uh, customers that have got it <laughs> down and, and, you know, they're really, really good with it. My eldest customer is 96. I oh, actually I have that. a gentleman of 96. And uh, th this guy, he's really special. He uh, was Scotland's preeminent architect. So oh. he designed the Queen's Residence in Scotland at Balmoral. So this guy's amazing. So he's 96 years old. He lives by himself. He still drives and we look after his IT equipment. So I he is just it. an absolute delight. I love it. Okay. So for people who are kind of, well, first of all, wait, I have something to say about your comment about your accent. I just want to clear up that people from America have no idea. I, I mean, I'm, I should speak for myself, but like, I'm just, you know, I hear your accent. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Where are you from? Right. And you say Scotland. I'm like, okay. Like, I don't think, wait, she must've been from somewhere else. Right. Like I can't differentiate between the accents. So what you're saying is you have an English accent. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Okay. And Scottish accent would sound different. How? Um, well, if you ever hear like the, the caricature is like, okay, the new gym lad. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So uh, where I am, I'm up in North Scotland and I, I wish I could do the accent, but I would I would uh, brutally butcher it. It's a much softer Scottish accent. So probably about 40 miles away from me, they recorded Outlander. OK. Oh, yeah. So that, that's the accent for here. Got it. OK, I love that. And, you know, I'm in Texas right now and everyone always tells me I have a Chicago accent, which is like kind of long on the A's like. Chicago. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so we have that same like accent thing here, but you know, not as much, but every, and, and people will say, you know, I'll say, Oh, he's probably from England. And they're like, that's an Australian accent. Like, so some people do have an ear for it, but I'm just like, overall, I love it all. It's fun. <laughs> I just love it when people are like, Oh, I love your Scottish accent. And I don't have the heart to say it's not even close. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay. So I would love to kind of start to really basic for people who are listening. You and I are both business people. We met through um, uh, Tribe, which is yep. Stu McLaren, his group teaching us about memberships. And so yes. you and I are both like, we love to take courses. <laughs> we love to learn new things. Um but for people who are just starting out, maybe they don't even really know what you mean by IT. Okay. Like, what does that mean? The, the type of IT that we deal with, we would quite often say with the garage end of it. Okay. So we do the sales servicing and repairs of mobile phones. So cell phones, tablets, laptops, desktops. So, so you do the sales service and repair of those. Yes. So we don't write software. We don't do um, like data analytics or anything like that. We are very much the fixers and the builders. Okay. And so, but now you're launching into this new thing that you're introducing the video production Academy. Yeah. 
So can you tell people what that is? Absolutely. One of the things that we noticed as a business working with customers is that there's a, um, a barrier Technology is a barrier for people. And it was one of the things actually during Tribe that I noticed is the number of times that people put limits on themselves and said, oh, I would do it if only, you know, the tech's getting in the way. I'm yes. struggling with the tech. The tech is a problem. Yes. And so it really got me thinking that there's got to be a different way of dealing with it. We knew that we wanted to go into training of some type but we thought it was going to be in-person training. And we were all set to take on a new building uh, where we are in Elgin, um, but it didn't work out. We gave the keys back on the Friday and the UK went into lockdown on the Monday and oh, we wow. were in lockdown for 22 weeks. Wow. So okay. if we so were going to open that place and you decided not to open it right before lockdown, yeah. that's actually yeah. a blessing. A huge blessing. Um, <laughs> the guy that owns the building we just felt we couldn't work with every time we tried to do something he moved the goalposts and, and in the end we just said this isn't going to work please have your keys back so it was a huge decision because we were financially invested in the building uh, we were emotionally invested in the building because this was I think the sixth or seventh building that we'd looked at because we'd wanted to move a long time we knew we wanted somewhere bigger than than where we started off and so we thought that our future was in-person classes, teaching um, office, teaching, um, we have ECDL, which is European Computer Driving License here, or PC Passport. So just basic computer skills to get people going. Right. And then with lockdown, we're not allowed to put people in a room together. Right. So the whole idea that we had just went completely out the window. It's now not a viable business model. So it's then a case of saying, okay, where's the opportunity in this? What is it that we can do differently to take that idea, remodel it and work it in the situation we find ourselves? Which is why I took on Tribe last year. Now, it was a huge thing. It's not a low ticket course. No, it's, it's quite not. a substantial price. And basically it was like our life savings went into it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, do I do it? Do I not do it? Do I do it? Do I not do it? And it was a really big decision. Yeah. And, and my husband said, if the day after it closes, you've not signed up, how will you feel? And I said, gutted. He went, sign up. Yeah. So I completely had his blessing with it. And it really opened my eyes to some different opportunities. So from that, we then looked at the idea of creating tech academies. So the idea with that is we will create a series of academies that are relevant to different people in different times. So the plan is to do a tech for women, which is aimed at women in business. Yeah. To do a tech for kids, which is looking at coding. It's looking at uh, digital art. It's looking at how to do your homework online. We're yeah. looking at a tech for teachers because around 60% of the teachers that teach IT in the UK are not IT trained. They're teachers from other disciplines that are co-opted in. So they're geography teachers and oh. literacy teachers. Do they know that what they're teaching? teaching computing? So are, we wanted do they to do even something. Know how to do it? <laughs> well, I think they have to learn pretty quickly. So, <laughs> so we had this idea of a series of different tech Love academies it. for different purposes, yes. uh, including the tech for seniors as well. Um, but the first one that we're launching is a video 
Video Production Academy. And it's the only one that's not a tech four. And uh, the reason that we decided to launch that one first was we actually got grant funding for equipment. Ooh, so one of that. the things that they did locally for us was if you could put a case forward for why you needed equipment, then they would put some money into it. So we put our proposal forward and they came back and said, yes, that's fine. We'll help fund. But we want you to do something around video production first. Mm. Love it. So we went, okay, that's fine. And yeah. because my background is in video production, it's actually a lot easier for me to do that one because I know it back to front, inside out, upside down, the works. I love uh, it. From the strategy through pre-production, production, post-production, post and then marketing, I can, I'm, uh, sounds really big headed to say I'm an expert in all of it, but I've dealt with every aspect of it for a lot of years. I actually started, I started doing photography when I was 10 and I started doing television and uh, radio production when I was 16. And awesome. I'm not saying how old I am now, but I have 32 <laughs> years experience. You do the math. Um, <laughs> well, here's so the I, thing too. Let me interject because it doesn't sound big headed for you to say that you're an expert. It sounds appropriate as someone who is launching this business. You know, I think so many women I work with are so afraid to to toot their own horn as do you guys say that I don't know if you say that there yeah, but yeah I know right? that one <laughs> they're afraid to claim that they're an expert in anything and so if you think about it you know I'm thrilled to hear you're an expert because then I want to learn from you right like if somebody's like oh well I don't really know what I'm doing but do you want to join my course it's like no but if somebody's like I have a lot of experience and I'm an expert then I'm like sign me up. I need an expert, right? So I think as business women, we need to get comfortable around, um, you know, just being really confident in our skill set versus it, it doesn't mean confidence doesn't mean cockiness or, um, you know, uh, big headedness. So I think there's a cultural difference as well. Mm. I think Americans seem to have a much greater confidence in things. <laughs> yes. And so sometimes unwarranted. <laughs> <laughs> the culture is more uh, that if you have somebody who comes from nothing and they achieve great things, you applaud it. I think the UK is very bad that if you come from nothing and you achieve great things, they'll pull you down. Is and so right? I think, yeah, I think there's a little bit of a defensiveness that's there because you're prepared for somebody to have a go interesting i love hearing about different cultural things like that um okay so tech for women really interests me of course for business people and coming into so tell me first of all when you talk about video production academy tell me who like the perfect person to come in is is it a is it a business person because they're yeah, using absolutely. it for business Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, the idea of it is that we help tech stressed business owners to create videos for the business. Perfect. So it can be solopreneurs or mm. it can be small teams. And it's basically to give people the skills and ability to do it for themselves before they can afford to bring somebody else in. Because it would be lovely to bring a media team in, but that's expensive. Yes. So even if it's a case that you can improve the way that you are on camera you can do some basic editing 
you yeah. know how to film properly so you're getting the most out of what it is that you're producing then that makes it so you're a lot more efficient and streamlined with the way that you approach things as well right so with the video production academy we actually start off looking at strategy so we look at how video will affect your business the best way to take it forward so you're not just going i'm making a video it's this year we are looking at this this is what we're looking to promote this is what we're saying about our business our staff um, our ethos our product our service and saying okay how do we create that as a series of videos and let's see how we make it and then at the end of it we look at marketing and distribution so we revisit strategy and we go back and say okay so this week we may have a look at um values and beliefs within the business next week we might be looking at a product right and so we look at it very holistically and video is the way people are i mean we're using video and marketing so much more now like i feel like it's such a it's a quick way to really kind of get to know, like have your customer get to know you, right? It's a really interesting thing. Yeah, go absolutely. Ahead. Because if people have seen you and they hear you speak, it's like they've met you. Yes. Even though you're on a screen, they feel like they've met you. And so that barrier is broken down and they feel that they can come and speak to you because you hear about people that do training that are quite high um you know, they deal with a lot of people, they're quite high profile and they will get people coming up to them and saying, oh, how, how are the kids? How's your guitar playing? What's your, you know, how's the, how's the skiing been this season? And they're thinking, do I know you? And right. it's because they've seen the videos and they've made that connection. They feel they can, they can go and speak to the person, which I think would be hilarious. And the person on the other side is going, hmm, do I know <laughs> you and I've missed this? <laughs> yes. No, it is. It's more, it's more personal than just like a still photo or just some copy written, but like hearing their voice and just their mannerisms and the way that they speak. And so, okay. So I love that. So video production Academy is one part of what you do. So who are your other clients? Like you mentioned, you have, you're going to do this tech for women, tech for kids, tech for teachers, tech for seniors. Um, Basically, anyone who says like the tech is the problem, <laughs> is that is yeah. that basically it? Absolutely. Normally, when you deal with businesses and ideal customers, yeah. you end up with this niche down avatar. Yes. That's what ideal I'm customer is. Right. We can't do that because I literally have kids as young as 12 who are into Fortnite who want a PC built so they can play those games. Um, through to, like I say, a gentleman of 96, we look after business customers. We look after business customers where it, there's one person, there's a solopreneur. We look after hotels where there's teams of staff. So right. it's really very difficult to go, my ideal client is. My right. ideal client is somebody that uses technology and wants support with it, whether it needs Which repaired, whether it needs upgraded. Yeah. So that's why the tech academies. Uh, is the space where we really niche down. So Tech for Seniors is about communication and assistive living technology and aimed at over 50s okay. because it's to encourage people to be able to stay independent in the home for as long as they can by using the technology that's available. Okay. That's a completely that. different emphasis than Tech for Kids, which right. takes things like digital art and community and um, 
young entrepreneurship and it's basically taking kids that maybe would be socially isolated because they spend their lives on the computer and on the internet and actually taking their passion and turning it around to be community focused rather than to be quite so introverted so it's a completely different perspective that you would have on it oh I love that and can kids from or uh, clients any age come from anywhere for you because you're online I know you're in person too but like for video production academy it's anyone anywhere right that's been one of the huge advantages of shifting the business model because actually we don't do any in-person delivery it's all done online it's bite-sized videos they're on demand and then we have Facebook Live for Q&A, we have Zoom brainstorm sessions. So that our in-person bit is still online and we try and work it around time zones. The Video Production Academy is the first one that we're launching. And the thing that's become very clear this year working on that is actually I don't have the capacity to launch multiple academies. And right. so they'll only develop as we bring more staff in. So uh, we have a VPA team. So on the team, there's myself and Ben and George. George at the moment is working more on his own projects because he's self-employed as well. Uh, So you'll mainly see Ben and myself. And Ben has a background in video production. He's currently a college lecturer in video production as well. Uh So the plan is over the next couple of years, we'll get that up and running. Ben will take it over lock, stock and barrel. And then I'll go and get another one running. And then we'll have the staff in to look after that. So my role will change to more of a a developmental supervisory supportive role while the academies then will each get a different person at the head of it. So if you look to our team, it would be, oh, Ben, he's the one that looks after video. Grant, he's the one that looks after seniors. Lee, she's the one that looks after the women. Yeah. And so you would get the different people involved with that. So each one would have a designated face, a designated person that people then can link into because it's all relational. Like you said, you know, it's it's all about getting to know people. And so we can do that more if we're just taking on the one project. Well, I love that you said that you've learned that, right? Like, so, and this is something I try to teach people that I coach is if they're starting a business, like we don't know everything at the beginning and action is what brings clarity. So you start doing this and you realize, okay, well, I can't watch four at the same time. I can't do more than one. What else have you learned? I know there's a lot, but like, do you feel like there's big lessons here? Not only per, uh, business-wise, but like, what have you learned personally? I think one of the biggest things is looking at how much you can actually take on and not overestimating it. Yes. Anything to do with business will take you twice as long and cost you twice as much as what you anticipate. (laughs) It just seems to be that way. So if you think it'll take you three months to do it, it'll take you at least six. Yes. And so for me, it's learning pace. Um, I'm, I'm definitely a, um, a sufferer of shiny object syndrome oh me too so i'm a great starter i will set off at 100 miles an hour and then go oh shiny object get (laughs) sidetracked by something disappear off down a rabbit hole look around realize i've lost a month and think oh dear i better get back on track (laughs) and so for me it's really it's been really difficult to be really really focused yes and and run that race and, and only run that race because sometimes you see things and you think shiny object I want and you're like nope can't have can't have can't have right. and, and you just have to go 
blinkers. Yeah. I am just running my race and I'll deal with that later if I've got time. Yeah. Discipline and focus is going to be the superpower of the future. I really, I mean, it really is. And it, and consistency focus, it, um, it differentiates you because most people are off on the shiny object. And when we recognize that about ourselves and then we can be disciplined and kind of pulling ourselves back, I think that's where success is going to come in. You know, you can have all the connections, all the money, all of the stuff in the world, but if you're not consistently showing up and disciplined about showing up, it's not going to be successful. Um, but we don't always want to do what we're, we need to do, right? <laughs> like sometimes it's like, well, it's much more fun over there doing that new thing. But yeah, that's a really, I think that's a common thing among um, entrepreneurs because a lot of us are visionaries. We see ideas everywhere, you know, and I think that's why I love working with business women is I get to like jump on their shiny object for a little bit and then switch over to a different shiny object, right? Learn about all the different businesses. Um, okay, well, I love, love, love this. And I wanna, before we go, I wanna make sure that I ask you these questions that I love asking my people, cause it's super fun. Um, and so I'm just gonna start with, what is a book that you love? Well, at the moment I'm reading Jeff Walker's launch. Yes. I, I'm one of these people, my reading list uh, I think if I took a year off work, I wouldn't get through the books that I have that I want to read. Um, so I have to be really disciplined with which one I'm reading. And so Jeff Walker relaunched his book, um, oh, probably about a month, six weeks ago. So this is a book he wrote seven years ago, and he's now updated it. So because we're launching the Video Production Academy very, 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 very soon. Yes. Um, it seems a really appropriate thing to be reading, but actually it's a great book to read. He's full of stories and it's an easy read. You do get a lot of information from it, but actually it's not a trial to read it. Some of the right. books that I pick up to do to read for business, it feels like I'm back at college and it's hard work, but no, it's a great book to read. I was going to ask, do you read only for business? Do you ever read for fun? Or not right now in this season? Um, I find if I read for fun, I, it's one of those rabbit holes I disappear down. I yeah. will sit and I will read and read and read and read and read. And oh dear, it's two o'clock in the morning. I really should be asleep. <laughs> and so I, I, I don't tend to read for fun unless I'm on holiday. But what I am trying to do is do one business book, then one Christian book, then yeah. one business book, then one Christian book. And so I mix it up like that so I don't, disappear completely off down one route right. I I love to read I struggle to discipline myself to find the time to do it mm -hmm. because I will just focus on what I'm working on and forget to kind of take time out to do that so I'm trying very hard at the moment to read a little bit every day that's quite a challenge yeah. You know, I started using Audible, the Audible app, and I put a book on there. And then if I'm on a walk or if I'm in the car, I can listen. It's not the same. I still want to be reading and using my eyes and <laughs> keep reading. But um, I do like the idea of it being on Audible sometimes because I can, you know, you can't walk and read, but you can walk and listen to a book or drive and listen to a book. So that's helped me too. Um, yeah, I, Jeff Walker launch. That's been, um, I've never read it, but it's been recommended by so many business people. I think Stu told us about that one first, maybe. Yeah, I think Stu's actually in Jeff Walker's Mastermind, the okay. Plot Plus Mastermind. And it's interesting because you, if you watch carefully, 
at the different um the different mentors the different digital mentors that are out there people like Stu McLaren Amy Porterfield Ryan Levesque well you I'm in, start to I'm working with James Wedmore yeah and you start to well, see you, how they're all connected yeah you can start to spot the similarities in it and go oh well actually Stu McLaren talks about a success path Russell Brunson talks about an epiphany bridge yeah, and it's it's the same thing. So you start to spot the similarities, but even in things like the launch style and yeah. the way that they deliver the content, you can start to see the structure is is comparable. Well, and I think that's a really good thing to talk about um, with business people. So for all the women business owners that are listening, I feel like it's important that we remember you don't have to. A lot of times, people get discouraged, like, "Well, this has been done before," or somebody already said this. And it's like, yeah, but somebody didn't say it in the exact way you're going to say it. Somebody didn't deliver it the way you're going to deliver it. Like somebody may not relate to Sue McLaren, but they might relate to James Wedmore or they might not relate to Amy Porterfield. Um, I loved Amy. I went through Digital Course Academy. I loved everything she taught. I love the way she taught. I have clients who do not respond as well to her, you know, and they need somebody that's out there a little bit more, um, not as, uh, I guess, business-like or something. I don't know what that was, but it just kind of, so my point to this is you can do it too. Like just because it's been, everything's been done before. What are we going to do? Not write books anymore, not talk about launching a business anymore, right? But do it in your way that's unique to you and the right people will come to you for that. But Absolutely. it's not like they're recreating everything brand new, right? No. Yeah. But I do love taking a course. It keeps me on track and it gets me like, and then it gives you so many ideas. It's inspiring to see other entrepreneurs doing their thing. I think it's a really dangerous thing as well, though, because I know I'm a serial course collector and I could actually spend oh probably 50, 60 hours a week just doing courses and just learning and love it. And actually, the difficult thing is the traction. It's then taking the time out to take what you've learned and implement it in the business mm-hmm. and to continue to implement it in the business, into the business until mm-hmm. it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. I think it's really easy to take a course and go, oh, list buildings like this. Right. Let's do this. Oh, it's been two weeks. Hmm, that's not working. Right. What's next? Or even go, oh, that's a great idea. And then you go and watch another course or watch another video and have that idea there, but never actually implement it. Yes, you have to implement. And in um, James's business by design, we're we're encouraged to like write down what we've done. And there's steps that are like immediate things you can do. And like, I hired a VA, I raised my prices, I put out like, there was like a whole list of things and I just did them all. And that was really good because then you go, oh, momentum. And then you're super excited about continuing and listening and implementing. But yeah, it's again, it's about action and being a coach. I mean, that's the main thing. I mean, we can all have all the knowledge in the world. If you don't take action, nothing's going to happen. No. You're right? just a very intelligent, unemployed coach. <laughs> totally. And there's lots of them. <laughs> um, okay. So what is a movie that you love? My, my favorite movie of all time is The Truman Show which I think is back from the mid-90s now. And uh, I'm not a Jim Carrey fan. Whenever you see him in, in, like most of the films he does, he's kind of zany and madcap and he's really frenetic and I'm just tired watching him. But in The Truman Show, I think you see a completely different side to him. And 
there's such pathos in the film yeah. and I think it's such an indictment of where society could possibly go the story is about a child who uh, is raised within an artificial television studio but doesn't know that that's what it is and the eyes and the cameras are on him all the way through his life so nothing is real for him um and it's it's a it's really interesting i think maybe because my background is in the media that I have a greater interest in it, but I, I just loved that film. And I, I thought it asked some really interesting questions that I think still aren't answered. And it's so profound. Like I'd like to watch that again now, like with the whole, because I think that was kind of before or at the beginning probably of like reality television and like the way some people are literally growing up in front of the camera. Right. Like, yeah it's just interesting and how a lot of our young people they want to be like famous like they but so it's like a career option now is to be famous yeah it's and it isn't to be famous for something it's to be famous for being famous right so it used to be people were famous because they were sports people talented famous because they were authors Singers. or famous because they were film stars yeah and now we have a generation that are famous for being famous yeah it's not great. No. It never ends well. <laughs> I mean, you see a lot of these kids who grew up famous and, and it turns into, unfortunately, just some really bad choices and, and not a great future. Um, okay, but that's good. Maybe I'll revisit that one. All right. Um, what about, who is someone you admire? I think that's, that's a really interesting question because um, I've spent a lot of time learning and so in some ways I could say one of my digital mentors but actually I, I think it would be somebody much closer to home. Um, my, my colleague Brandon I've worked with for eight years and he's 23 so okay. I actually started working with him when he was 15. So this, uh, this young man went through school, was told that he was stupid um, was told that he would never amount to anything and he came out of school with a woodworking qualification and that's it. The schooling system failed him. Um, now he's dyslexic and, and um, you know, he would have no problem with me saying that. So school really couldn't meet him where he was at. So yeah. I met him as a day release work experience student and he was so shy it took him two weeks to speak to me. Yeah. So he he went from that and then he was an apprentice he tried college that didn't suit him but he's had to be a self-starter he did his apprenticeship which has a fair amount of book work with it which had more than its fair share of challenges because of his dyslexia but he did it and now he's at the stage where um the, the business is entirely mine um, and the choice is that because I take full responsibility, the book stops with me. But as far as I'm concerned, within like ownership on any other level, Brandon is my equal and he looks after the workshop. And to go from being somebody who wouldn't speak to me for two weeks because he's so shy, he now is the key person that looks after businesses. So he will go into a business and talk to them about their IT needs, about difficulties that they're having. He's still only 23 yeah. and he might be talking to somebody who's 
50 and a CEO of a big company or the manager of a big hotel. So he's t- talking to people on all different levels. Yeah. And he does it in such a way that he has a real finesse and a real approachability with what he does. And he just has taken it head on. I didn't have his level of maturity at 23. I really didn't. And so I am excited to see where he goes in the future, because if he can achieve this now, let's give him another seven years and see what he's like when he's 30, because I think maybe he'll be ruling the world. Oh, I love that. It's such a success story. It's such a good story. Yeah, he's, he's just he's a shiny star. He really is. And he's such good fun as well, because, you know, I'm in my late 40s. He's in his early 20s. We really shouldn't get on that well. But some of the banter that's in the office is just <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Well, you guys are funny. You're funny. And I love an English sense of humor. I really do. I mean, I guess I should say now I love a Scottish sense of humor, too. I mean, I don't know. British, what... British just a British sense of humor. It's funny. And I realized during COVID, a lot of the TV shows I was watching are like British TV shows, like a lot of the mini series and all of that stuff. I feel like I'm more entrenched in that than ever. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I think a lot of people here would be the other way around. Yes, all the kids here sure. grow up on friends. <laughs> yes, totally. By the way, do you watch Ted Lasso? No, I don't actually have live TV at all. Oh, I. I took the decision a few years ago. Um, It was interesting because I used to watch lots of television and I I put it down to a Holy Spirit niggle and I just watched it less and less and I actually find it irritates me. I also don't listen to live radio now either because it also irritates me. I don't watch the news. And so I'm careful with what I listen to and what I watch and where I take information from. Yeah. And it's just something that's happened over a number of years. But I, I don't think I've got the temperament now to even sit and watch a film in one go. I have such a short attention span. I want to be off and doing something else. Yeah, I think our attention span is always shrinking. But it's really wise that you made that decision, especially now. I feel like there's a lot of fear out there and you have to be real careful about what you allow into your head. You know, there's so much false news. It's actually really yeah. difficult to know what the truth is. That's right. Because Where even you're trusted. Yeah. Even the, the, the sources that you trusted at one stage and are no longer trustworthy. And that's a really difficult place to be. And so I find it easier to just step out of it completely and not listen to it and not watch it and figure if there's something that I really, really need to know, then I'll find out. Yeah. And I think actually life is a lot happier. Because anytime you watch the news, there isn't much on there, certainly with British news. It's not, yay, we did great in this, and look at this fantastic thing that these people have achieved. It's always the murders, the robberies, the things that are going wrong, the hatred within politics and all the rest of it. It's never positive. Yeah, I would agree. And here it's very hard to find positive news these days too. Um, But yeah, you have to be discerning about who you let into your mind right because it can really really affect us um okay so my last question for you in this little series of questions is what's a good piece of advice that you've received i um i was speaking to a friend i've got um a a business bestie colin 
who we speak most days via messenger. He's another Scot, but he's um, a couple of hours away from me. So we've never actually met in person. This is about as much as we meet. And um, there was an opportunity came up to do another high ticket course. And I was talking to him about it and he went, focus, (laughs) follow one course until successful. And I was like, "Uh, oh, okay. Yes, good point, well made. And so I, I really do that now. And it doesn't stop me doing courses, but actually it stops me doing more than one at a time. And if I'm going to choose the next one, I'm very careful with what I choose. Um, I think it was Pat Flynn talks about learning something as you need to know it. And he has an eloquent way of putting it and I can't remember what it is, but it's like a just in time learning. Yes. So like I'm reading launch now because I'm in the process of launching Video Production Academy. Yes. I, I did Tribe in order to launch a membership. Yeah. Um, and I have other courses that I, I want to do that are on the sidelines, but I will do them when the time is right for the work that I'm doing rather than it be the other way around. Right, where time you can put it into action. Yes. yes. Yeah. And there are there are so many courses that are great to do, but you're right. They cost a lot of money and they take up all of your time. And so... Um, I've had to, sometimes I go into those courses, like you go into the Facebook page and there's so many people and I've realized like a lot of times I have to just kind of bow out a little bit of that because you end up doing other people's work for them. You want to help them like, Oh, take a look at this. Or can you click on this? Or can you help me with this? But sometimes it can really turn into a place where you get kind of stuck and you're not creating your own stuff. You're just kind of watching everybody else and kind of piping in, you know, do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I think we only have so much bandwidth. Yes. We only have so much headspace. And so by doing that, you're giving away your mental real estate to somebody else. Yes. Good way of putting it. That's tweetable right there. Don't give away your mental real estate to somebody else. Um, (laughs) All right. So I want you to, because I know you have Video Production Academy, you're launching a boot camp on November 21st is that right what does that mean like if people wanted to join you what is the boot camp and what should they do where should they go one of the big things that I saw in myself as much as anybody else is actually coming up with content ideas can be a real struggle and it took me a long long time to get through the stage of going oh my goodness I need to get the social media content up for next week what on earth am I going to put out so actually having something that was a system and so through doing different courses I've developed my own system of being able to generate content so the content creation boot camp is a movie theater themed so uh, Ben is uh, like James Bond he's Moore Ben Moore (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I'm L, the strategist, because we thought, you know, if we're doing this, let's have some fun with it. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's popcorn and movie tickets involved and, you know, silliness like that, because we, you know, we like to have fun. And over the space of five days, in just about an hour a day or less, we're going to generate 250 ideas per person. Oh, I love that. There's 261 weekdays in a year. So if you generate 250 ideas in the week, you've got pretty much a year's worth of content posting five days a week. Wow. That's so fantastic. that's the aim. Um, and it's a replicable uh, solution. It's 
something that you can take away and do again and again and again and teach other people and the content that you produce for those 250 items you can repurpose because mm -hmm. content that you use today you can use again next year because yes. people aren't going to remember it yes so true. not only do you generate it you can then regenerate it to continue on. So it's about getting people to think about the different ideas. And it works on the strategy that we'll be teaching in, in Video Production Academy, you know, as you would expect. Yes. We're using elements of that. So we're looking at the different things that an audience would want to see from a supplier or from a company or from, you know, a coach or, you know, um, a counsellor. Right. And say, okay, what would that person as your audience be looking to get from you? So it's elements like trust, mm -hmm. um, ethics, mm -hmm. values, what's your mission? And it's looking at those different elements to then create these content ideas. And then there's a, there's a trick on the last day that uh, we actually triple your content. So oh. that's how we get up to the 250s. We triple the content on the last day without awesome. three times as much work. Okay, I love it. That's so fun because you leave with something really tangible to use Absolutely. in your business. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay, so what do people how do people reach you or sign up if they want to do the boot camp? Or if they want to do Video Production Academy. We have a website at videoproductionacademy.co.uk. And so you can go and get all the information that you need to from there. We also have a Facebook page which is also uh, Video Production Academy. So you can find us on either places. We have Instagram as well, which I think will be at Video Production Academy. It's a little bit like you, Sue, where your, yours is yes everywhere. We're Maybe Video yes. Production Academy everywhere. Good, um, that makes so. it easier. So videoproductionacademy.co.uk. Yeah, we couldn't get the .com, otherwise we would have done. So even though we're a .co.uk and we're a Scottish-based business, we service the world. Um, I've got a lady at the moment who's based in Florida that we're working with. So, you know, geography is not an issue, which is great. I mean, you and I are working together. And so look at that. Um, okay. So you just said we serve the world. I think that should be like your tagline on right under videoproductionacademy.co.uk. We serve the world. Hashtag we serve the world. We serve the world. <laughs> I, I seem to remember one of the old films and I can't remember which studio it was, but it was somebody with the world on his back. Oh yeah. Like Absolutely. RKO or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll, we need to mock up something around that. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay. So, and I will put that in the show notes too. So people can find it. So you, if you're listening and you're looking for that um, website, it'll be in the show notes at greatbigyes.com. Um, if that's easier for you to find there. So Thank you so much, Lee. This has been awesome. I love chatting with you. I love just how it's all coming together and I can't wait for this to launch. It's so exciting. I'm just, I'm so excited to see where it's going to go because yeah. this has been, oh, six months yeah. that we've been working on this. I think we started to work on it in May and we ran a pilot project from June onwards and learned a huge amount with the pilot project. So I'm just really excited to get going because I want to see what the videos are that the people are going to make. Well, it's incredible. It's like such a ripple effect, right? Like you're going to teach yeah. them how to make videos and then there, yeah, there's going to be all these videos out there. All this creativity is going to be unleashed. Well, one of the things I'm most excited about is each year we're going to do the VP Academy Awards. 
So Ben's oh. going to have to put his best suit on. I've got an evening dress. The fact that we'll be on Zoom is irrelevant. <laughs> I'm getting dressed up. And so we're going to do our own Academy Awards where we we're able it. to highlight the amazing work and the impact that this you know, the video production and the video content has on business because the difference it can make is huge. I love it. I love it. Well, best of luck to you and I'll be watching and cheering you on. And thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. No, thank you. I appreciate you.